Today is October 31st, and this is Just Talking. Ooh. It's Halloween. Ooh. Spooky. We've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Let's talk about it. What an intro. Let's talk about it. Anything and everything. Let's discuss this calmly and rationally. Come on in here. Let's talk about it. <laughs> okay, we're back. We missed a week, but we are back. It's me, Jimmy, and I have Katie at the other end of the table. Hi. We're back. We missed a week because Katie's wonderful mother came to town, and we were doing stuff all last week. Was that last week? Yeah. Feels like God, a long time ago, It does. Right? That's weird. Because I had an action-packed week. But yes, yeah. it was. Yeah. But now we're back. And we're back, and now we get to do Halloween stuff. You like Halloween a lot, so. I do, but I've been really slacking on uh, my my festivities. Look at our placemats. They're, they're yes. uh, orange with pumpkins. We do have little decorations around the house. Do you know that I cognitively made my brain and mouth say the word orange that way? So people wouldn't make fun of me? How do you? Orange. That's how I would actually say Orange? It. Yep. Oh. That's, okay. That's how people from New Jersey say it, orange. All right. Yeah, I'm glad you didn't say so it that way. So I have to way. cognitively change and say orange, which sounds orange. sounds so weird to me. Orange, yeah. Orange. Yeah, that's how I, I every time I do it, like I did that with the word uh, water so much that, that I say water now, but orange is still not there. And on uh, on the radio show today, I said monster instead of monster, uh, and that's like a family thing. My parents just raised us to say monster because my dad liked the monsters, the TV show. I don't know why, but we we all said monster growing up. That's funny. That's pretty strange. If we ever have kids, do you want to make them say one word messed up? Yes, absolutely. It's like a social experiment. It's like an inside joke for your family. Right, but they're not in on it. Like our kids won't be able to pronounce the word end correctly. No, you can't do something so common. No, it has to be more than one syllable. Okay, let's choose a word. Mm. Everyone that's about to have kids. Banana, we'll have them say bernerner. (laughs) (laughs) That's too common too. Oh, an uncommon word? Um, Like monster doesn't, doesn't come up a lot. Until they made those damn energy drinks, then I really had to step up my game. I couldn't go out buying monsters all the time. So maybe like uh, ficus. We'll have them say ficus. What's ficus? I never even know what that is. Ficus tree. Oh. The plants that you indoor plant. Yeah, I I don't know the correct or wrong. Well, we'll think. We'll we'll brainstorm. We'll workshop that. Yeah. All right. Wouldn't it be fucked if you just made a kid like learn his colors wrong and then put him into society? Like by the time he got to kindergarten, he just his brain just thought blue was pink and pink was yellow. Do you think do you think they would catch on? Like if we were to do that for the color orange and we called it. We just completely flip flop blue and orange in our kid's brain. Yeah. But then he goes and learns the fruit orange and he's like, well, why is this fruit called orange when it's blue? Okay, so okay, so we won't we'll leave it. orange alone. Yeah, we'll do we'll leave orange <laughs> we'll do blue and yellow. <laughs> blue and yellow. We switched in their brain. They'll go to kindergarten. Just those two. And like it'll be a mind blowing experience for them. I had, I mean, everyone sees color differently. We've definitely had and this maybe conversation we'll have them before. It blah. But I had a student once come up to me and be like, "Oh, that's a really nice purple something," and I was like, "It was green." I was like, "I'm sorry, what color is that?" Was it a light shade of green? 
I don't. Because you're just probably red green colorblind. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, ooh, we should probably get you to. But everyone sees colors different. It's so weird. Yeah, but that's like it's one thing to be like, oh, that's a that's a navy blue or or charcoal gray. Yeah, that's what we differ on all the time. Exactly, but between green and purple, that's like a a big one. Yeah, that's that red green colorblind. Like yeah. my friend Taylor Glenn was colorblind, and he showed up seventh grade wearing lime green pants and a lime green shirt. Oh no! And we we're like, dude, what are you wearing? You look stupid. Oh, poor guy. And he thought he was. He thought it was tan. He thought oh, they were both no. a, like a t- shade of tan. His mom had the same color blindness as him, so oh, she. Oh no! So she couldn't like stop him before he. Yeah. Oh, that's really rough. He can never be a pilot. That's sad. I don't know why. There's a lot of colors in the sky. I think if you can see blue and white, you're good. I don't know. Maybe I've never taken a pilot the... training class though. I think it's probably because of the gauges that they have on their dashboards, like to to fly the plane to control the plane. Oh, maybe. You probably need to differentiate colors on there. That could be true. Yeah. All right. So I'm. this episode's a little different, Katie, and you don't even know because I organize everything. We have like two news stories. They're not even really news stories. There's like two things to talk about. Then we're going to do a full dive in into Halloween questions. Okay? So the first thing I found that I thought we could talk about is that the Smash players, the Smash Brothers tournament players are pleading with each other to please, for the love of God, stop smelling so bad. So they have these Super Smash Brother tournaments events and hotels and stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, they've been trashing each other about how bad it smells for years. In 2008, a California tournament organizer put a rule in effect that if players aren't kept up with their hygiene, he has the right to disqualify them. In 2015, a Tallahassee Smash event coordinator feared losing their bi-weekly tournament after slot of locals apparently labeled it Stinky Day. Okay. So all people that play video games smell bad. That's what we're learning. That seems like a, a wide generalization. I don't think that that's necessarily true for everyone. But I don't play video games, so it's totally fine. I don't, that generalization doesn't hurt me. Everyone that plays Tonight's video game games. Tonight's game night at Craps Club. We can go test this theory out. Mm, no, I think you have to be a professional. Oh, like someone who only sits in a chair and plays video games all the time. But like, isn't not knowing about common hygiene a wild thing? It's a lot of people. Yeah, it it blows my mind. But nowadays, it's not even there's there's people that are aware of their personal hygiene, but have made the choice to not participate in like deodorant, pers- for example. Where they use like those organic deodorants and it doesn't help. Are you talking about Ritzy? Ritzy, I know you're listening. She's talking about you. Ritzy, no. Ritzy, Ritzy, is she talking about you? Ritzy, I'm not talking about you. You smell lovely. I think. I don't know. <laughs> she sands Does deodorant. Does she smell bad? No, she doesn't. No, she doesn't smell bad. She doesn't use deodorant though. Yeah, that's weird. You, you. She's listening. Even... Don't talk about her. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't mean it like that. I mean like. <laughs> I feel like most people who don't wear deodorant like. You can't really hide that body odor. Like you would know. Yeah, she's tiny. She doesn't smell. Yeah, she but I, on I sweat glands. You freak. I went to a Yankee game once with this dad that sat next to me, and it was so bad. I had to switch seats, and he had his whole family there, and it's like, can you? Are you just immune to him? But it's, it's crazy how some people just completely lack. Eh, yeah. You know what else is? Cigarettes. I would never say. The dude who came to work on the boiler today. It was a really nice guy. It, and as soon as, like I said hi to him, it was just like an ashtray. 
Like I was talking to an ashtray. Mm. It just like, smelled so much like cigarettes. Yeah. You know what smells like cigarettes? The the cigarettes? the foyer. <laughs> yeah, they do smell like cigarettes. The foyer of where you work. The crab's claw. Yeah, that in between doors area. Yeah. We were stopped in there, and both doors were shut, and it just smelled like a cigarette vestibule. Yeah, I think that probably back at you know, in some point in time, that was probably like a smoking room when it was too cold or raining to go outside. People would probably just smoke in there. Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Also. People stand right outside that door under the overhang of the restaurant and smoke their cigarettes there. And then the wind just like sweeps it up into that room and then traps it in there. Mm, so, yes, it does smell like it does smell like an ashtray in there. All right. Next story. A man set <clears throat> fire to his parents house after killing spiders with a blowtorch. Now, my only question for you is if he killed the spiders, was this worth it? Because you hate spiders so much. Would you set your house on fire to get rid of some spiders? Oh, God. I, if it's more than, like, five spiders in one sitting, yeah, it's worth it. To set your whole house ablaze? Your parents' house? Well, think about it this way. That means that there's probably a spider nest in there somewhere, which means if those eggs release, you've got thousands upon thousands of spiders being released into your home. So, like, yeah, I'm not living in after that. Go ahead. Burn it down. I'll Burn. take the insurance money. Explain that to the insurance company. I had to do it. I could not. I'm sorry. There were spiders in the house. There was no other option. Do you think they would buy that? No, because you said <laughs> it on the podcast. Well, I mean. When's the last time you killed a spider? Never. You've always had someone do it for you? Yeah. I've no, I've trapped them before and then moved them outside of a building. Like I've had moments of bravery where I was okay. Moments of bravery versus spider. That's funny. Shut up. Shut up. Okay. If it were a rat or a mouse, you know, I'd be the one taking care of it and you'd be hiding on top of a, a counter or something. That's totally different. It's not totally different. It's I the can't same go concept. pinch a, 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 a mouse and get rid of it. Grab it by its tail. Katie, this is a this is a family podcast. What the hell? You can't just be saying gross things like that. All right. Anyways, the point is, I'm not the only person who's afraid of spiders. They make me uncomfortable. I'd rather not see them or know that they exist. But like, if I had to protect my students from a spider, then that's the only time that I'd feel comfortable. What about a patron? What if you're up? you're uh, you're serving, and there's a spider on the plate and everyone at the table is like, Whoa. waitress Katie, can you kill the spider? I'd say, peace out, bitches. You don't pay me enough to do that. Uh-uh. And then they'd pocket the $1 million tip. They planted the spider. It was a test. You failed. I failed. God, that's depressing. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Can I change my answer? Is <laughs> no, it too late? <laughs> no, that's all test work. Damn Unless it. you do the SITs, you can just keep taking them as long as you pay your money. <laughs> what a scam yeah, it's all a scam education systems a scam Ritzy stop listening sorry right. Ritzy sorry Ritz 50 spooky no, questions no you gotta say spooky okay you say it 50 spooky questions to ask your friend group to get into this Halloween spirit okay spirit so I don't know if we're gonna do all 50 but we're gonna do some of these okay okay can I ask the first one yes 
and you have to answer honestly. Mm-hmm. If you were given the death penalty, what would your last meal be? So many stipulations on this, but because, uh, like, what did I have the day before? You know? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thai food's up there. My mom's lasagna and meatballs is up there. I think that's the two leading leading charge right now. Thai food, my mom's meatballs. Okay. What about you? Indian food? Yeah, probably. Cool. Yeah, I would have to say yes. What do you want etched onto your tombstone? Or maybe my dad's chicken noodle soup because it's so comforting. That'll comfort you before you die? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, what do you want etched onto your tombstone? Can you just take like poison? Like a... Am I, yeah, I'll take some poison. Let's get this over with. Yeah. Let's get the show on gonna the road, I'm going to beat you to it, yeah. motherfuckers. <laughs> give me that. Give me some poison. Just give me a mango. I'll take a mango. <laughs> oh, Katie's allergic to mangoes. <laughs> Inside joke about a life-threatening allergy. Can you take like, can you ask for um, <clears throat> something that's going to make you shit your pants and just like shit all over yourself? I guess that <laughs> depends on if you like the guard or not. Or is it going to clean the cell? to clean it up. Yeah. I mean, either way, you're probably going to shit yourself, so. Yeah. All right. Uh, what do you want etched on your tombstone? How about this? I'll I'll say your. This is a second question number two. I'll say your tombstone real quick. You tell me if you like the etching or not. Okay. Caitlin J. Newer. Here lies Caitlin J. Newer, born August twentieth, nineteen ninety three. Died November second, two thousand eighteen. Oh my god. Do you like it? That's the whole thing. Yeah, would you like that? Wait, even if that's regardless of when I actually die? No, there's more, but do you like this so far? No, you're saying that you're predicting I'm going to die next month. In no, like less than, no, in like four days. Yeah, that'd be, I, I hate it. I think it's terrible. I want you to live a long time. <laughs> what the hell, Jimmy? It's fucked up. Okay, well, let's hear the rest of it. Well, loving daughter is all you really got at this point. If you die in two days. What about Hopefully, sister or uh, friend? Oh, uh, yeah. Loving waitress. No, don't put that there. You can. You're, you like it. You're really good at it. I am very good at it. She made people happy. I make people happy. I made some old ladies laugh today. If I'd like mine made to be a cackle, guessing. cackle, actually. Cackle? You made some a ladies full cackle? Full-blown cackle. What they say? What you say? Uh, you she you asked him me with for... the elephant in the mouse joke. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but I might use that one day. No, she. I just kept like making them laugh with really stupid comments, and then at one point, it's the end of their meal, I give them their dessert, and the woman goes, "Oh, Katie, Katie, I need a spoon." So I bring a spoon over, and I was like, "What? You couldn't need it with your butter knife?" <laughs> <laughs> she was like. <laughs> Oh, you're so funny. <laughs> got her. And I got her. Nice. Well, I want my tombstone to be uh, like a guessing game. <laughs> like some here lies, question mark? No, here lies Jimmy O'Brien, born, died, uh, died of, and then like you leave your guesses, and then there's going to be a submission thing, and then Luke's going to have to check that every month and just read people's guesses. There's going to be a lot of people visiting my cemetery. <laughs> it's really dark. <laughs> well, I don't know. He lived for 45 years. It says he wasn't married. Just train hit him. Train hit him. <laughs> the guesses would be fun. 
All right, we're only through two questions of these 50s. If you were to commit murder, how would you go about it? I don't like this question. I'd kill an ant. Yeah, I was going to say I'd kill a spider. Have you ever said Bloody Mary in front of a mirror? Of course you have. I I mean, I probably have, but never like with the intent for it to actually do or mean anything besides just saying Bloody Mary. Would you spend a full night inside a haunted house if someone paid you? Yes. That'd be your dream job. You've done yes. you've, you've paid to do it. Yes. Yes, Katie yes. Katie loves staying in haunted houses. <laughs> yeah, actually I have paid several times to do that. So, yeah, definitely. Have you ever I'd love to get paid for that. Have you ever used a Ouija board? A Ouija board I is know, what that I is know. called. Have you ever used one? Um, you yes. have many times, multiple times? Just once and nothing happened. Actually, my friend whose house we were doing it at, her neighbor came and snuck around the back of the house and banged on the window because, like, her dad had gone over next door and told them that we were going to be playing with a Ouija board. So he's like, go mess with them a little bit. So he comes around the back and he slams his hand on the window that we're sitting in front of. And we all go running in different directions, like sprinting in different directions, screaming. And my friend comes back and she goes, I think I peed my pants. She did. She She peed her pants. pants? Yep. Nice. Got got her. Got her. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My grandpa, my dad was camping in the tent in the backyard once. And my grandpa went and like was like poking the tent to scare them, you know, and like putting his head up to the tent, and they just fucking smashed him in the head with a baseball bat. Oh my god! Because he didn't know. It. <laughs> it <was> like, grandpa, <laughs> you gotta be careful. Yeah, you really do. <laughs> um, Luke, my little brother, Luke, if you're listening, he he like like had he told me this Ouija board story in high school once, where like he truly believed that him and his friends were being haunted by a Ouija board. He might still. I wonder. Yeah, Luke, let us know. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. Let's know if you've grown up. <laughs> Have you ever had an unexplainable experience with the supernatural? Yes, several no, I, times. I'm, I'm a no. Katie, do you want to share one? Um, I, sure. Okay. Uh, one time, I was spending the night at my friend's house, and she, and she had a lot of weird things happen to her in that house. And I don't think at that point I really had heard any of the stories. But... It was my first time spending my night the night at her house, and I'm laying on my side. She had already fallen asleep, and I was still awake. And then all of a sudden, I feel this like weight come over me, and I hear <gasps> like right by my ear. And so I just held really still, thinking like whatever it is, it'll it'll go away. Maybe, you know, I was really freaked out. And then two minutes later, I feel what to me felt like someone sitting down on the foot of the bed. And of course, I looked, and there was no one there. But the te- the uh, sheets were tightened around my feet. Oh, that's kind of scary. It was really scary. Was a dog laying on your feet? She didn't have any dogs mm. or cats. It was Peyton. It was Peyton. Hi, Peyton. It was like when her and I first became friends. Oh, everyone we talk about is listening. <laughs> hi, Peyton. She's not listening. I don't think she. Yeah, I don't think she listens to this. But if uh, you do, Peyton, hi. That was a joke. All right, which. Stephen King novel unsettled you the most. Have you read any Stephen King books? Um, no, I don't think I have. I just went through his bibliography to see which ones I've read. And I've read, I think, three. I read The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon. Uh, Misery and... 
the long walk. And I think misery is the most fucked up. That's where it's she really keeps she up, keeps yeah. the him Author, captive. Yeah. Long walk's pretty cool too. What's that one about? It's about these high school boys, like every year. It's kinda like Hunger Games, but not as crazy. Every year they just have a walk and like the last one wins and basically everyone else dies on it from weird shit happening. You just have to keep walking. You can't stop walking. And then there's like, they start like turning on each other. I I read it when I was 13, maybe. I forget. Wow. It was pretty creepy. We should, we should read one together. Have like our own little book club. I can't. I'm reading too many history books. Plus Stephen King books are, he's not the kind of author I like reading. Mm. He does so much description about everything. Like he'll talk about these placemats, orange with pumpkins on them, but he'll talk about it two pages worth. I like that kind of writing. I like. Not for, for that's how I see things. Like I don't. For nonfiction, I, I don't about, like it. Okay. For history, I like it. Like, give me all the details. If it's facts, like that's how it actually was. But if it's nonfiction, just. Move. But it's poetic. It's 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 that's where the creativity lies. Is like capturing an object or an or a moment and describing it as vividly as possible with as much. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I guess I do like that for poems and song lyrics, but for my novels, like my fiction novels, I just want to hear quotes and characters and story and move it forward. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, obviously Stephen King is a very accomplished author, so people enjoy it. Which unsolved murder fascinates you the most? Probably Jack the Ripper. Yeah, mine's that one where that lady's outside the elevator freaking out. And then they found her in like oh, a yeah, container, weird. and there's video of her they freaking found her out in the, the water, the water container, in, water in, in the hotel. Yeah, and there's video of her freaking out. I don't know the name of it or anything. Jack the Ripper's pretty um, cool. What? Lisa. You um, know her name? Yeah. Hold on. Oh my god, it's kind of creepy, Katie. I've, I've watched so many videos about her, and Whoa. so many like of the podcasts that I've I listened to have. Um, uh, <gasps> Oh, man. Some of these questions coming up suck. We're only at 10. Katie's searching. Searching. Elisa Lamb. Elisa Lamb? Yeah. Elise. Elisa? Elisha Land? Okay. Next question. Elise of Lamb. Okay. Uh, in your opinion, what? No, we're, no, we're skipping that one. Which oh. horror movie scared you for life? Scarred you for life. Either way. Drop the R. Scardy for life. Um, the um, Paranormal Activity movies. Oh, really? The first one I watched, I didn't sleep for a week after watching that. I had to have someone in my room with me at all times. Um, and then for some reason, I thought it would be a, gu- a good idea to watch the next three that they came out with, all of which terrified me. Um, so, and every once in a while, like when I'm feeling a little bit edgy or paranoid, I think back to some of the really scary scenes in those movies, and then I I can't sleep. I'll do sleep over it. They mm. really freak me out. The paranormal freaks me out. Not necessarily because I believe in all of it 100%, but because it's like so unknown. Yeah. You know? I, I don't think I have any for horror movies. The only movie that's the only thing that scarred me from cinema in a bad way is a scene from Band of Brothers. When he's scratching. Hey, come on. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. 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 No. I before you even said that, I knew it, which one you were. It's the only saying. like because yeah. I, 
You know, your brain gets taken places randomly, and you're like, whoa, how'd I land here? But you yeah. remember, I do that with funny scenes all the time, or like benign movie scenes or TV show scenes all the time, but never scary. Besides that one of Band of Brothers, um, should I say it if anyone doesn't know? It's a scene where um, the guy's so petrified of war and everything, he's trying to dig his foxhole, and he's trying to dig it in the frozen ground with his hands and like all his fingernails are ripped off because he's just scratching at the I mean, they don't show that. No, but it's the thought of it. They, he's yeah. just scratching at the ground. Okay, Jimmy, you're <coughs> it really, freaking yourself out. Really, well, let's move on. It really let's bugs me out. And whenever someone says the word war to me, that's what jumps in my brain. Just that image of a, of a soldier so terrified so like of death. like a scared animal. You go to your basic yeah. instincts and yeah. you're just like survival in in any way possible is... Is your goal, so... Yeah, ripping... Yeah, ripping... Yeah, Yeah, that's a pretty disturbing scene. What... uh, Have you ever seen a fresh corpse? Oh, my God. No, I haven't. Not yet. I mean, I think everyone does in their life eventually. Um, What's fresh mean? I've been to a funeral before. Like, right after they died. No. I think... Did I see my grandma? I think one of my grandparents I saw, like, right after they had passed. And we said said our goodbyes oh in the hospital yeah that's so terrible i'm pretty sure i know my great my grandma Gigi was an open casket but that's not i guess that doesn't count this is like not even halloween it's just kind of sad this is really sad let's change the tune a little bit would you ever spend the night in a coffin where's that one i skipped a little no 15. Would you sleep inside a coffin for a night? You would I wouldn't. No. I'm too claustrophobic. Yeah, I'm very claustrophobic. I, I, I would there would there would have to be a lot of money involved because I mean, obviously if it were just I'm a coffin broke. in a No, I would be so afraid of someone like nailing it shut. Wow, yeah, I didn't even think about that. That would be fucked up. That was a scene from American yeah, Horror Story, one of those seasons, that terrible season. Yeah. What do you know? If you had to chop off a piece of your body, which oh my God. would you choose? Pinky finger. Right? Isn't that the most obvious answer of all time? Pinky toe? Pinky toe. My pinky toe doesn't ever what touch has, the ground. What has the least amount of feeling, though? My like foot I after I poop. So I'll cut it off then. <laughs> I'll go to the bathroom for a while. <laughs> Browse around on Reddit. My foot will be completely yeah. numb. I'll chop it off. My pinky toe's gone. Ew, I don't like this question. Bandage okay. it up. We're good. Next one. Uh, in the zombie apocalypse, what would your what would be your weapon of choice? Gun. Kill myself. I'm not dealing with that. I... Oh, the world's full of zombies. Okay. Bye, world. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye, world. <laughs> try to survive that. I would. I would try and survive as long as I could because it's like... Let's live in torture. No, it's like... Let's live in a state of panic and worry and war. You're just roaming the world looking for a place to survive. My, it would have to be, I've given this a lot of thought because I used to have a lot of dreams about the zombie apocalypse. Um, I, it wouldn't be a gun because that's too loud that it'll attract more zombies to you. It has to be something that has, because I don't have a lot of upper body strength, so it couldn't be like a bat with nails on it or you anything. You want something that you can use from a distance. Yeah. Um, 10 foot pole. I guess maybe like if I blow dart, maybe like a sniper rifle or something, and just like hang out on rooftops and take them out. Sound like a real wacko. 
Real loner. I don't know. I would just be so scared for them to be close to me. I wouldn't want a weapon that I'd have to be like up close to use. Can't beat them, join them. Kill yourself, become a zombie. I guess, yeah. That'd be interesting. An interesting perspective. Mm. <laughs> would, who would Number 20. Would you buy a doll that you knew was haunted? N- no. You skipped so many questions. Yeah, we're not going to get to all of these. There's 50 and we're on a 20. Wait, some of these questions are repeats. Okay. Would you buy a doll that you knew was haunted? I really hope you say no. No, absolutely not. Thank God. Who would say yes to that? I don't know. Psychopath. Who is your favorite fictional serial killer? Fictional serial killer? Are you supposed Buffalo to say Bill. Like Dexter? Buffalo I don't Bill. like Dexter. It puts the lotion in the basket. Uh, it rubs the lotion on its body. I don't have a f- <laughs> favorite fictional serial I, yeah, killer. Yeah, I don't. I think I only said that because of the funny line that I like to say. <laughs> okay. Do you believe in any mythical monsters like chupacabras or shadow people? I believe in Bigfoot, Bigfoot for sure. I haven't even heard of, like I've heard the word chupacabra before, but I didn't know it was a mythical monster. And I yeah. I never heard of shadow people. Shadow people are the people that like live in the woods and you see them as you're driving by the woods. You see them like peeking out or you feel people around you but they never quite make themselves mm, i just know that i like the song shadow peel by dr dog no mm. i don't believe in any of that no believe in bigfoot or any of that why not i mean and not the oh because there's no proof there's not enough proof well there's zero proof about bigfoot what yeah. about the footprints no what about the photos what, no <laughs> just why not though like what there's so many species of, of sea creatures that we have yet to discover. Why couldn't there be one that lives in the deep, deep woods? With, I mean, why not? Sure. I mean, there's indigenous tribes that have, what do they call them? Pygmies. No, no, no. What are the tribes that no one... Untouched tribes. Untouched. Oh, oh okay. Well, that seems like obvious. Okay. What about untouched tribes? I'm sure there's tons of untouched tribes that exist that we don't know about. So why? Well, we have pictures of them and they're humans. That's not all of them, though. Mm. I'm sure there's some tribes who have yet to have been discovered. So you think there's a tribe of big feet out there? Yes. Yes. Are there animals that we haven't discovered? Sure. Yes. And Bigfoot is one of them. One species. Sure. I think Bigfoot, most people think about like one person. Like it's one critter. No, it's a species. I keep getting phone calls from the same number, and it's driving me. Block them. If they call and don't leave a message three times in a row, they're worrying about your mortgage that you don't have, and you should block them. What is the spookiest ghost story you ever heard? Spooky. These um, these questions are starting to suck. I guess. Okay. Was, would you consider trying on a straight jacket for one hundred dollars? I'd try. No. Oh no way! One hundred is not enough for that. Wait, to try on a straight jacket? You can't get yourself out of that. I mean, you have like a, a trusted person there that's going to get you out. Well, you wouldn't no. want to know how that feels? I've watched people put straight jackets on before and it gave me so much anxiety. It made my skin crawl. Oh, I'd, I'm actually like curious to see what it feels like to be in one. Ugh. I'd wear one. Ugh. I'd trust it out. You have to have someone no. you trust. Like I wouldn't have, you know, I was going to say I wouldn't have my dad or my brother, but I think Luke would actually, after a while... He'd be. He'd let me out. My dad wouldn't. He'd think it's funny. Would you consider tasting human flesh for one hundred dollars? No. 
Absolutely not. What if you're what if you're dying like Lake Donner and it's like, well, here's some food to survive plus here's a hundred bucks. No. Mm, okay. I'm not a cannibal. Won't do it. Well, how often do you think about death? Pretty often. Yeah, me too. I'd like to not. Have you ever walked through a graveyard late at night? Wait, what about this one? Would you rather get bitten by a vampire or bitten by a zombie? Basically, would you rather be turned into a vampire or eaten by zombies? Very. That's slowly. like the same as asking me, would I rather be a chair or a table? Like it's just. Would you rather people sit on you or sit at you? You know when they say, blind people say, what's it like to not be able to see? And blind people are like, well, what's it like for you not to be able to see out of your elbow? Same thing for me. It's just, like, I can't, I, I've never experienced, have you ever experienced seeing out of your elbow? Hell yeah, I have. No, you haven't. So that's the same way I've never experienced seeing out of my sight. That's when you ask me, would I rather be a zombie or a vampire? It's like, neither of those things exist, so. You have no imagination. You I have a great so imagination for real things. I can imagine wild scenarios. Like I just imagined that you were eating flesh because you were in the Lake Donner party and they, someone had a $100 bill they were willing to That's give you with their food. That's not very imaginative when it's already happened, minus the $100 bill. <laughs> threw a you bl- literally just threw me into a scenario that has already happened in history. Yeah. with That's my not imag- creative, Jimmy. With my imagination. You're not imaginative at all. All right, what is the scariest horror game you've ever played? I don't even know what kind of horror game. What's a horror game? Like Saw? Hacking people up? Are you afraid of clowns? Yes. But not irrationally. They just make me uncomfortable. The Decoder Ring did a whole episode, that podcast, on on clowns and how they were silly and they became scary and how they're silly again. And Ronald McDonald really changed the the clown game for a while because it was all dark and haunting and then Ronald McDonald came along and made it friendly and then people were like wait this is creepy as fuck and they're like yeah you're right this is better as a creepy thing but yeah if I see a guy dressed up as a clown there's just no way I want that guy around my kids because one you're basically in a mask like who are you I don't want masked people hanging around my children or me and two, you you put a lot of makeup on your face, and it's creepy. Yeah. I'd rather get Johnny Karate come play a song for my kid. <laughs> Hell yeah, Johnny Karate. Don't you think, like, if you're an adult and you want to be a clown, like a children's birthday clown? Yeah. There's just something weird about you. Something not quite right. Okay. Who's your favorite horror author i have one his name's dan jenkins and i read his first two books i wonder if he has a new book uh oh he's old i didn't realize he was old interesting no this can't be him whatever i read his first two books and they were really good they're really scary ones like really scary it's old, old man that kidnaps this little girl and does some fucked up shit. I passed it on to my dad and he was like, dude, Jim, that was fucked up. <laughs> I don't <laughs> want to read that. He like uh, pours Drano down her throat so she can't scream for help and shit like that. Jesus. I didn't realize it was that fucked up either. But it was fucked up. He pours Drano, Drano down her throat and how, how did she not die? He like did it just enough so she couldn't scream. 
That's fucked up. I, I'm trying to remember Steve Jenkins, maybe. His last name was Jenkins. No, maybe it's not. I wish I knew because I'd pass it on because he's got two books and they're both pretty good. And if I figure it out I'll, and you're interested, get in touch with me. I'll let you know. All right. All these questions are starting to fade. They're not that good anymore. What is your favorite part about Halloween? That's question number 50. We're, we'll go that and then we'll move on to happy headlines. Um, everything that leads up to Halloween I enjoy. Just the changing of the season, uh, handing out candy, hearing about all the kids and what they're going to dress up for Halloween, uh, dress up as for Halloween. That's always really exciting. They get so into it. Um, carving pumpkins. I just like that it's the start of the holiday season. Basically, October, November, December are are basically spirit week for the adult world. But like October is this theme, November's this theme, December's this theme, and everything feels like it's got a theme. We got pumpkin placemats out. We watched Hocus Pocus the other day. You watched Halloween Town. It's Halloween. We're doing a Halloween episode. Yeah. All the other months kind of just float by. But yeah. I love holiday season. All right. Next up. <clears throat> Cold. Jimmy, before we get into my happy headlines, this is not a happy headline. Did you hear about the the man who, you know how there was a shooting at the synagogue? Yeah. There, there was a Holocaust survivor who had, who was shot down that day. And someone brought told me about it and she goes, how crazy is it, is it that he could survive the Holocaust, but he couldn't survive America? Well, I mean, he survived America for a long ass time if he's still yeah, alive. a long time, yeah. That's, uh... That's really depressing though. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah, that I mean, you would hope that you survive that much hatred and then go on to live a long happy life and die of natural causes, but instead he got shot by someone who had a lot of hatred in their heart. Yeah. How many years later? Yeah. I mean, this is I don't want to talk about. It. Yeah, sorry. Okay. <laughs> Ease. <laughs> happy headlines. On to happy news. Our first headline of Katie's happy headlines. Richard Norris Williams survived the sinking of the the Titanic, but spent too much time in the freezing water and rescue doctors recommended recommended amputation of both his legs. He refused and proceeded to win his first tennis tournament a few months later and became Wimbledon doubles champion in 1920. Hey, hey. Wow, good for him. Don't listen to doctors is the moral of that story. Mm -hmm. They don't know what the hell they're talking about. Quick to amputate. Real quick to amputate. Someone, some tennis player that that was on the Titanic that allowed them to amputate is pissed. Yeah, he's like, God damn it. I could have been a contender. <laughs> they cut off my legs. <laughs> <laughs> Massachusetts boy missing for two years. Found alive in Orange County. Wow, that's a long way from Massachusetts. His mom stole him, so it's kind of a weird story. But yeah, oh. happy for him. He's alive. Yeah, that's good. Golden Retriever who saved Arizona woman from snake bite named Dog of Year. I wonder what the runner-up dog did. Yeah. Like didn't shit inside in the house. Yeah. Like oh, was a really good boy. Yeah, <laughs> I was a really good boy all year. I, I had I thought I had I thought I had dog of the year locked up. This golden retriever comes out of nowhere and saves snake bites. Like how do you compete with that? Yeah, you can't. You really what do you think can't. the cat of the year did? Absolutely nothing. 
they don't even have a cat of the year because no one wants to participate. <laughs> yeah. Got tortured by an, a, a human. Dogs are out there saving humans. Cats are out there getting their faces put through bread. <laughs> Cats have a hard life. They're, but they brought it on themselves. Well, because so. they're mean, nasty animals that we They're put not all the mean and nasty. Majority. Anna and Austin's cats are really nice. I never saw them. Definitely allergic, so they're pretty mean to me. Well, it's different. It's unintentional. All right. Next headline. Starbucks opens a store with employees who know sign language and are partially deaf. Customers in D.C. In DC are delighted. Nice. Remember when we saw the blind people and the deaf people communicating? Yes. There was a group of friends. The blind people were feeling the hands of the deaf people who were signing to them. Yeah. The deaf people... wild. The, the deaf people who are signing to the blind people will grab the blind person's hand and put their hand inside of the blind person's hand and do the signs mm-hmm. inside. But, like, I don't know how you differentiate. I mean, that's just finger movement. Like, if you were to do that to me, I wouldn't know. It would all feel the same. I mean, to be fair, it took them, like, 30 minutes to leave wherever they were trying to go. That's a good point. Yeah. They were doing it for a while. It's probably not that easy for them either. <laughs> But it's a, it was pretty wild to watch. Pretty, it was very cool. Yeah, never really seen cool. that. Never even thought about it. Like blind people and deaf people hanging out. Yeah, I guess I never would have put those two together without at least throwing in one. Because it's like the yin and yang of silence. Well, it's like the yin and yang of silent. not being able to communicate. The blind people are blind and deaf. I think that's important to communicate. I don't know if you said that. No, the blind people were talking. Then they wouldn't need signs. Oh, but the deaf people needed to communicate. Yeah. No, I think the blind people were deaf also. Because they weren't talking. I didn't hear any of them talking. Yeah, some of them were talking. Oh. Maybe do we... Oh, okay. I don't, know. I don't know. Keep going. All right. Iowa mother donates over 10,000 children bo- uh, children books... Children's books? In late daughter's memory. Oh. That's a lot of books. That's a lot of books. Ritz, she's beating your collection. Damn. 10,000 children's books? Um, Farmers stand in silence at auction so a young man can buy back his family farmhouse. That's nice. Farmers stand in silence at auction. No one bid against it. So a man, a young man can buy back his farm. Oh, okay. Oh, that's sweet. Uh, Jimmy John's driver delivered an ailing veteran who dialed the wrong number to the emergency room. Jimmy John is his name. How you how you try to dial nine one one, but instead you called Jimmy John's. No, Jimmy John's is a sandwich delivery place. Oh. This this old man is trying to call nine one one. He's trying to call nine one one. He called Jimmy John's. Maybe he was like in the middle of ki- calling Jimmy John's, and then he had. No, like a heart I figured attack it out. Or something. I figured it out. His his children. This man was getting old. His children set up speed dial on his phone. He was like, <laughs> All right, number one is Jimmy John's, so you can get your food because you love Jimmy John's so much. Number two is nine one one in case you ever fall. All you gonna do? And then the guy just hit the wrong button. Yeah, probably. And you say I have no imagination. I just figured out the whole thing. I mean that. <sighs> okay, kudos to you, Jimmy. Mm-hmm. Next. Drowning kangaroo rescued by Australian police officers who say every life is worth saving. Is every life worth saving? Yeah, I would say so. 
What if I throw out some terrible example like Hitler? No, not one worth saving, probably. Whitey Bulger died in jail today. Who? Whitey Bulger, the Boston Mafia guy. I don't know who that is. Well, you West Coast. Don't know anything about our Eastern culture and our mass killers and mafia head people. Whitey Bulger. All right. Next. Indulgence. Before you disperse. Seen any good movies lately? I would uh, beg your indulgence for a moment. put my indulgence on there? I didn't know it. You just put yours in. Oh. Indulgences, what you've been watching, what you've been eating, what you've been looking at, what you've been listening to, what you've been viewing. We've both been watching Cheers, and I don't even think we talked about that last episode because it was two weeks ago. No, because we hadn't been, we hadn't started it then, had we? I don't think so. Cheers from 1982. It is so funny. The characters are so lovable, except for Diane. She is really obnoxious. Oh, oh, I didn't know you didn't like Diane. Oh, I thought I made that abundantly clear. I don't like her. She's really annoying. How, but how but also, like, that? she is a good counteract. She she counteracts the the sex the sexism, like the sexist remarks that they make. And it was a different time. And somehow, those things weren't really an issue then. I guess they were a non-issue in some way. Where, like, they made you know, they make sexist jokes on that, and racist jokes, and homophobic jokes. On that show, because no one really... Because that's what jokes are. They're things that you shouldn't say, but you say. Yeah. Yeah, I get... Yeah. It's just joking. But it's also like... You, that. Those are the characters... You're rooting for those characters. You like those characters, but then they make comments that are like, ooh, that kind of remind you where what time period the show was set in. Not that many. They had they addressed like the gay son and they handled that pretty really well. They addressed the gay bar. So they've done two gay themes and they addressed them well. They did uh, physical violence. They're against that. I think they do a lot of stuff where they actually handle it well. I don't know. Maybe it's just. Oh, I don't have any. Yeah, I guess I don't have any really good examples off the top of my head. But I like it. It's very I like endearing. It a lot. They all no, like I love it. the, all the show. Characters I think about like it all day. Other. You think about it all day. But I you don't literally because Coach reminds me so much of like a couple of the bartenders at work. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah, it's just I love it. Well, I yeah. love the feeling. We're on season two, and now they're like in love and stuff. I don't really like that. that yeah, much. that's kind of weird. Making a murderer season two. You didn't watch this. You didn't even watch season one. I didn't. Even but you watch love season. true crime, so I it's do. very interesting that you never watch this. I just don't like documentaries like that for some reason. Yeah, maybe I need to give it a try. They just drag them on. There's no like end game. And I don't find those little details that interesting if they don't con- if they don't lead to something. Well, this one's ongoing, so it may lead to something. The- yeah, eventually. season one's interesting because it tells the story. Season two, he has a new lawyer. Season two, he has a new lawyer, and she's finding out like a lot of cool evidence stuff. It's interesting. I like it a lot. Oh, maybe I'll. I don't know. I'll. I'll watch an episode. Everyone loves it. I know it gets. It has really good reviews, and it's a really good show. And if you like true crime, then you should like this. But. And then I'm watching that new show on Netflix, Bodyguard. Bodyguard. It's about a bodyguard of a senator. It's pretty good. I like it. Podcasts. Uh, I'm listening to the same podcast as always. I'm doing a radio show daily now. We've completely lost Katie. 
And that'll be the end of the show. No, I, you didn't lose me. <laughs> we did. No, you didn't. You were sharing your indulgence. I know. Okay. You have I've any? got one more indulgence. Let's hear it. Sabrina the Teenage Witch, the re- the remake. I heard it was terrible. Yeah, Jimmy said it's not getting very good reviews, but I like it. I think it's good. It's cheesy, but so was the original. Yeah, that's what I heard. They, I think people were expecting them to like the reboot to be modern television, where it's like actually good stuff, not like quality, but it's really cheesy old sitcommy still. No, it's not. It's not a sitcom at all. Well, that's what I. That's, it's a drama. Not not sitcommy, but like that daytime, like that that basic cable feel to it. It doesn't have a basic cable feel oh, to it. I, I'm just that's just what I read. That's weird because it's not at all. Like they went a very different direction than the original. It's like Riverdale. It's like overly dramatic. That's what I mean. That daytime soap opera, basic cable stuff like This Is Us or all those shows. It's not where they though. play like music out to every commercial and. I have to disagree. They have moments it where it doesn't feel like that at all. They have moments where everyone at home makes the sound. Oh. What? It's basic cable. It's not basic cable, though. I know. It's, it's Netflix. a Netflix show. I know. It I doesn't th- have that feel at all to it. You haven't even watched it. How would you know? I'm not talking about that. I'm just explaining the basic cable TV feel. Okay. Wow. It's good. You like it. Yes. But it, doesn't have, it, it? doesn't have the basic cable feel to it at all. It's like a, it's like a, a long movie. Wait, this is Sabrina the Teenage Witch? Yes. So it was definitely a sitcom back in the day. It was a sitcom back in the day. I yes. watched a couple episodes of this. 90s and early 2000s. So does it have a talking cat? No. Does it have the three? It has the cat, Salem, but he doesn't talk. Oh, does it have the two sisters? has the two sisters. It's like uh, the Miss... What's the... Well, they did, they did the ser- miniseries Miss... Uh, uh, with... What's that guy's name? You watched it. You liked it. You know that book series about the kids? Series of Unfortunate Events. I didn't like it, but I watched it. Yeah. It's kind of that feeling, like where it's very... Um, aesthetically, it's like the same kind of. I don't know how to explain it. You just have to watch it. Okay. It's very like eerie and mystical. Who plays Sabrina? Um, the daughter from Mad Men. Oh wow! Really? Yeah, she's gotten better at acting. She's still not. She's still kind of an annoying actress though yeah she was so annoying she's adorable but she's just like there's something about the way that she talks that has it doesn't feel human well i think she's got like a lazy mouth or something yeah that's what it is but that's interesting it's not a sitcom all right well i'm not gonna watch it but very interesting i used to like melissa joan hart in the original one it was kind of funny sometimes man Kids these days never get stuck watching shows they don't like. Like, I would have never watched Sabrina the Teenage Witch if I had other options. But it's like when you only have 20 channels and you're just looking for something, anything. With Netflix now and real TV and stuff, I feel like it's much harder to make a show. Sitcoms were easier back then. Yeah. Because people were forced to watch them. Yeah, See, a lot of people still options. are. That's why those ABC shows still do so good, and they're so bad. They're so bad. They're pretty bad. I think ABC is the worst. It's ABC or CBS. They're the worst shows. But All right, that's the end of this episode. Try your hardest. Do your best. Katie, I believe you had a song recommendation to go out with. 
Yes. Uh, Blues Run the Game Blues. by Simon and Garfunkel. Simon and Garfunkel, Blues Run the Game. Try your hardest. Do your best. Thank you very much for listening. Rate, subscribe, review if you want. And uh, thank you for listening. Katie? Mm. Never sleep with your toes to the door. Why? It's like an old feng shui thing. Never sleep with your toes to the door. We did that in California. Mm-hmm. Those would be really bad feng shui. That's very weird. Well, here's Blues Run the Game by Simon and Garfunkel. Catch a boat to England, baby, and maybe to Spain. Wherever I have gone, wherever I've been and gone, wherever I have gone, the blues are all the same. Send out for whiskey, baby, send out for gin. Me and room service, honey Me and room service, babe Me and room service, well, we're living a life of sin When I'm not drinking, baby, you are on my mind When I'm not sleeping, honey when I ain't sleeping, mama, when I'm not sleeping, you know you'll find me crying. Try another city, baby, another town, wherever I have gone, wherever I've been and gone. Wherever I have gone, the blues come following down.